12 Days of Christmas, more like 12 Weeks of Christmas podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, Christmas Music. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of 12 Weeks of Christmas. This week, we will be discussing Christmas music. In today's episode, we're going to cover my least favorite Christmas music to my favorite Christmas music. And then at the end of this little dance party we're going to have in discussing all of these things, we are going to welcome onto the show Miss Kai Piliucci and Cheyenne Ligon. Both of these girls are two of my very close friends in my graduate program, and they agreed to be on this week's episode with me. Altogether, it's a great conversation between the three of us, so make sure that you stay tuned for that because we talk a lot about our least favorite and favorite Christmas music and why. I really don't want to spend too long on this week's intro because there is so much for us to get through, and I'm just going to really get started. So stay tuned for our discussion of Christmas music. In the spirit of the holiday season this year, I have found it so important to highlight small businesses, small and local businesses. And in the honor of doing that, there is a store that I would like to shout out for you guys. I came across this store on TikTok, actually. I was scrolling through and found this account that reviews Trader Joe's food. And then I, of course, stalked it. And found that she actually is a small business owner. This person is Joy Kim. She owns a shop called The Definition of Joy Shop, and she sent me an email kind of outlining everything that she would want to say to you guys. So she says, I'm a small business that sells handmade earrings, hair clips, and combs from resin. Everything is unique and handmade to order. My main purpose of my business was for people to find their joy. I had this tiny idea and dream that I'm hoping becomes something bigger. I just want to make all the guys, gals, and non-binary pals feel beautiful and find their joy in life. That's such a beautiful way to put this. Um, I did purchase a comb from her business. It's this really pretty clear comb full of flowers and honestly if you guys are looking to shop for anybody that uses these kinds of items for the holiday season this year, check out this store. The Definition of Joy Shop. You can follow her on Instagram definition of joy shop all one word and she's also a pretty popular tiktoker and her tiktok is the same definition of joy and you'll find her website linked in the tiktok it is www.definition-of-joy.myshopify.com that's www.definition-of-joy.com myshopify.com. The link is in her social media accounts and I highly recommend you go check her out. She's a sweetheart and I definitely recommend that you shop at this store for holiday gifts this year for anyone who would like an item like this. It's really pretty, really thoughtful, handmade, and everything you order comes with a personalized note and a free sticker. And who doesn't love free stickers? So check out her website www.definition-of-joy.myshopify.com. In doing this episode and the last episode, which was Christmas movies, which if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend, I wanted to run this episode in a similar fashion. However, I did not realize how difficult that was going to be. It was really hard for me to find Christmas music I don't like. Full disclosure, if you put on a Christmas song, I am going to listen to it. I'm probably going to know all the words and I'm going to get down. I'm going to dance to it. It's just, it's almost impossible for me to not like a Christmas song 
and I'm extremely biased. This is one of the reasons I had guests on the show today to help me out in discussing Christmas music I might not have thought of that I enjoy or just having different perspectives and it goes really well. So later on, you're gonna hear my guests' music they don't love, but I was able to find a few songs or albums today that aren't my favorite that I wanted to discuss. I will say that except for one of them, the rest of them, like I'll listen to them. You know, I, I don't have an issue with them. And they're even on my Christmas playlist. <laughs> like, I again, I don't have music that I can't stand for the holidays. However, I will say that my research for this episode and coming up with some of these songs, I have a five-hour Spotify playlist. It is public. If you want to listen to it, I'll put it on my Instagram account for the podcast, 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod, number 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. And the way that I thought of music that I don't like and music that I wanted to add that I don't like was I listened to my Christmas playlist pretty much all the way through and any song that I wanted to skip, I listened to it closely, decided if it was because I had just listened to the same song with a different singer, or if I just genuinely wasn't loving the song. And I found a few that were that way. The first Christmas music that I don't love, and I can't say song because it's actually an entire album. This is John Legend's album, A Legendary Christmas. There's 14 songs on this album, and I hate to say this because I really like John Legend, but this album didn't really do anything for me. And there's actually songs on here I think are really bad. When he dropped this album, I was so excited because I was 100% expecting to love it. And in listening to it since it came out, I don't love it. And I'm gonna play a song for you now from that album I really don't like. It is called Purple Snowflakes. And you can take a listen and make this judgment for yourself. So as you heard in that song, he sings it in kind of a higher pitch for a really long time and it doesn't really change and it actually bothers me. I clicked on that album specifically. There's 14 songs on it. Some of them are original. Some of them are covers of classics. And this is an original. And I really don't like it. And I'm really disappointed in it. Another song that I don't really love is actually a classic. It's Do You Hear What I Hear? This song was written in 1962 as a response to the Cuban Missile Crisis, which is something I did not know. And it was written by Noel Regney. And excuse me if I pronounced that last name wrong. It's spelled R-E-G-N-E-Y and Gloria Shane. And these two people were married at the time when they wrote this. And it just, it's really popular. The version, especially sung by Bing Crosby, is played very commonly and it's been covered hundreds of times. I just, I don't know if it gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit or something. It just, it kind of bores me. I don't know. This is not a good explanation for why I don't like this, but it's definitely a classic Christmas song that I don't even have on my Christmas playlist. Like, it's just one that I don't very much enjoy. And I know that a lot of people really do enjoy this one, especially those of the older generation. And I get it. Like, I totally understand. It's classic Christmas. It is a song of peace, and peace is a huge theme for the holiday season. So I totally get it, and I think this song would be really great to have on repeat this year, but no, it's definitely not one of my favorites. But regardless, here is Do You Hear What I Hear, performed by the man himself, the Bing Crosby. Wind to the little land. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? 
Way up in the sky, little lamb Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? A star, a star Dancing in the night With a tail as big as a kite With a tail as big as a kite There is one final song that I'd like to discuss with you all today and it's the one and only Christmas song that I absolutely can't stand. And that is Christmas Don't Be Late by Alvin and the Chipmunks. I believe the actual title of this song is The Chipmunk Song by the Chipmunks on their album Very Best of the Chipmunks from 1958. This was written by Ross Bagdasarian, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, and was inspired by his son Adam, who had a habit of asking in September if it was Christmas yet. The intention of this song was for the Chipmunks to sing it, and that's, you know, what became so popular, and so many people know this, and this song is what started the Alvin and the Chipmunks trio's crazy adventure. I wasn't very familiar with Alvin and the Chipmunks until that movie came out in gosh knows what year. It was the 2010s, I think. And I remember really liking that movie. It was the 3D animated Chipmunks and they became really famous and I don't know. But I absolutely cannot stand this song. It sounds like nails on a chalkboard for me. I really just have no interest in listening to it. And a lot of people I know commented on my social media posts of their favorite and least favorite songs. This was several people's least favorite Christmas song. I know a couple people like it. When me, Kai, and Cheyenne talk about it in a little bit, we actually go over this song. So take a listen for yourself if you're not sure how you feel about it, just so we're all on the same page about the Chipmunk song by the infamous Chipmunks. like to discuss the fun part of the episode, the part of the episode where we talk about my favorite Christmas music. The way I'm doing this section is a little differently. We're going to do two parts. So the first part is we are going to discuss some of my favorite songs and I'm going to play for you the renditions of that song that I listen to and I love. As we know, there is a solid handful of Christmas music that kind of gets recycled every year. Even when an artist releases a new album, even if they release originals like John Legend did, they also add in covers of these classic Christmas songs. So I have a few, just a few that I would like to discuss with you today and a few of their renditions that I love. It was really difficult for me to pick exactly what songs I wanted to play for you guys because I love so much Christmas music, but there's just a few songs that I actually look and will hit play on on purpose and not just let the playlist shuffle through. So those were the songs that I wanted to play for you today for this section of my favorite Christmas songs. The first song that I want to discuss with you is a classic. It's Santa Claus is Coming to Town and there's two versions of the song I want to talk about. The first one is Frank Sinatra's and the second one is Mariah Carey's. Frank Sinatra's version is lovely. It's a little bit slower, more relaxed than Mariah Carey's version. And let's take a listen. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
This is one of my favorite songs of the Christmas season, not only because it has such a great beat, it's super traditional, quintessential Christmas, but it also has a vast history. I'm using a website called MyMerryChristmas.com, which I will link in the description of the podcast so you can check it out yourself. And in this article, it just gives a history of the song, which I wasn't fully familiar with. I actually thought the original rendition was by Frank Sinatra, and that's very untrue. This is actually a cover, and I didn't know that until I recorded this episode today. According to this article, this song was written in October of 1933 by Haven Gillespie and J. Fred Coots, reportedly on a New York subway car while traveling to a music publisher's office. And I love that because I feel like so many magical Christmas things happen in New York City. And the original song sounds sounded very different. And in the 1940s, the rendition that we hear Frank Sinatra saying, the swing rendition, was recorded. And it was recorded by Perry Como, which in hearing it is a very common version that is played regularly. And that's when the song became extremely popular. Now, in the 1950s through 1960s, that's when the song became really popular to cover by artists we all know Elvis, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Johnny Mathis, Andy Williams, Sammy Davis Jr., and a million others, according to this article I'm looking at. And in the 1970s, this song was what inspired the movie Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which, as I mentioned in my previous episode, Christmas Movies, is one of my favorite holiday films. Now, in the modern era, this song has been covered by a million more artists. My favorite rendition of the song is the cover by Mariah Carey. Take a listen. This is my favorite rendition of the song for two reasons. The main reason is you can't help but dance when that version of the song comes on. Even in just recording this episode, I was dancing and bopping around in my desk chair while I was playing it for you guys. I love this version. It's a lot of fun. It has a great beat. It has a great energy. It's just an all around classic. The second reason this is my favorite song is because I think it's an underrated song on her Christmas album. Mariah Carey's Christmas album is one of the most popular of all time, but I think that one song kind of overshadows the others. And I think this is my second favorite song on that album. It just has a great beat and it sounds like a different song. When you play it next to the Frank Sinatra version, it doesn't sound like the same song. So if you listen to them back to back, it's not repetitive. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate the rendition that she took and the approach she took to make this her own. And I think it's so much fun. It's definitely one of my favorite Christmas songs. Another one of my favorite Christmas songs that has been redone a million times is Chuck Berry's Run Rudolph Run. It's also known as Run Run Rudolph, which I think is the more commonly stated title for this song. And it just, again, has a great upbeat energy that's impossible not to dance to. This song was released in 1958, and actually, fun fact, Chuck Berry had to give the rights of this song to Johnny Marks, who wrote the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, because he uses the name Rudolph. Let's take a listen to Chuck Berry's Run Rudolph Run. Tell me. 
even though this is one of my favorite Christmas songs to listen to, I can guarantee most of you listening to this started bopping your head when it came on. There's a version of this song I actually prefer and listen to more often, and that's the Kelly Clarkson version, Run Run Rudolph. Take a listen. you have to give credit to the original writers and singers of these classic Christmas songs, Kelly Clarkson absolutely killed that version. I listen to that on a regular basis during the holiday season and every time I listen to it, I just, I go crazy. I just start dancing like a lunatic. I have my invisible guitar just going off and honestly, that's how I feel for a majority of the songs on Kelly Clarkson's album, which is what I want to talk about next. Kelly Clarkson's Christmas album called Wrapped in Red was released in October of 2013, which is kind of early, but it did really well and continues to do so. Wrapped in Red debuted on the Billboard 200 chart at number three and topped the Billboard Top Holiday Albums chart with 70,000 copies sold in its first week of release. For nine consecutive weeks, Wrapped in Red stayed on the top 10 of both charts and was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America and Music Canada. By the end of 2013, it became the year's best-selling Christmas release in the United States and the second best-selling Christmas release in Canada. She killed this. If you don't know this album, whether you're young, old, if you love classical Christmas songs, and their renditions or the more modern ones, you will absolutely love this album. I cannot praise it enough. I was introduced to this album in 2016, 2017, my freshman year of college, and I have not turned back. There's a few songs on it that I listen to regularly. Run Run Rudolph is one of them just because it has a great rock vibe. It just, it really gets you on your feet, gets you dancing. And there's two more that I want to go over that I absolutely love from this album. The first song from this album I want to discuss with you guys is an original that she wrote and it is called Wrapped in Red. Always watching, never reaching but this Christmas Every time I listen to that song, I automatically get transported into my holiday feels. It just has such an incredible vibe to it. It's really beautiful. Kelly Clarkson has one of the best voices of our time and you can't dispute that. I remember when she won American Idol and she's just gone on to have an incredible career. And this album, I think is underrated. I don't think it's one of the ones that's discussed a lot when people talk about their favorite Christmas albums. So I really wanna highlight it here today because it's definitely one of my favorites. 
And this song particularly stood out to me because it's different. It's very unique. And according to Song Facts, which is actually a source I'm using a lot in today's episode, but according to Song Facts, Kelly Clarkson was inspired to write the song by the movie Love Actually, specifically when Andrew Lincoln's character uses the note cards to profess his love to his best friend's wife. And I discussed Love Actually in my last episode. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies and it just makes perfect sense to me. I totally understand the inspiration. I feel that same energy in this song as I do when I'm watching that movie, specifically when I'm watching that scene. So I think it really translates very well. The other song on this album I want to talk about is not an original. Now, I highly recommend, if you don't know her original songs on this album, if you're not familiar with the album itself and her covers, go check it out, especially when you start listening to Christmas music this year. It is a beautiful album. The other song I do want to discuss, though, is a cover, and that cover is her version of Please Come Home for Christmas. Take a listen. Christmas, Christmas, my dear. I think that this version of the song is such a perfect example of the beauty, the power, and just the the emotion that Kelly Clarkson emotes when she sings. It's just such a great rendition. However, it's not my favorite rendition of the song. A little fun fact about this song, some history as we're going through. This song was originally performed by Charles Brown in his album, Charles Brown Sings Christmas Songs in 1960. It has been covered so many times since and the most popular version of this song that I'm actually going to play for you because it is my favorite version of the song is of course the version sung by the Eagles. Take a listen. This version of the song was covered by the Eagles in 1978 and actually took to number 18 in the US on the chart. So it's a very popular version, probably the most well-known and I would think pretty much everybody's favorite. And when I asked people what their favorite Christmas songs are, a lot of people said, please come home for Christmas, the Eagles. So this is definitely the most commonly known version and my favorite and most people's favorites. The last song I'll talk about in this segment of my favorite Christmas songs before we move on to the next is, I'm only gonna play one version for you. It's Oh Holy Night. And this song is my favorite for a variety of reasons. Well, it's not my favorite, but it's t- it's up there because honestly, it's my mom's favorite. So it reminds me of her. And also it is extremely beautiful and genuinely has the traditional warmth of 
the holidays. It really embodies all of that. The version I'm going to play for you today is by Jordan Smith. So take a listen to A Holy Night covered by Jordan Smith, and then we'll talk about it. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise way let all within us praise his holy The singer of that version of Oh Holy Night, like I said before, is Jordan Smith, who was on season nine of The Voice. And I played that version because I personally think it's my favorite. I think that Jordan Smith's album, Tis the Season, is one of, again, another one of my favorite Christmas albums. I think it's underrated. I don't know any of his other work other than his Christmas album, but this version just, I think it's insanely beautiful. There's so many different versions of the song. It is one of the oldest Christmas songs, and it's actually, fun fact, the first song to ever be played on the radio on December 24th, 1906. The song was actually originally written in 1847, and then in 1855 was translated to other versions. It was originally written in French, and it was actually deemed not religious enough by the churches at the time, but it has since been translated into other languages, renamed O Holy Night, and now one of the most famous Christmas songs, and in my opinion, one of the most religious Christmas song. So it's funny to me how back then it wasn't religious enough. And now I think it's one of the more religious songs of the Christmas season. I think it's extremely beautiful. And I'm going to be really honest with you guys when I was listening to it to plug it into this episode. It's the first time I listened to it since last Christmas season and I cried. <laughs> I'm a big crier, but uh, I think I just got really excited for the holidays. And I don't know, I think it's such a beautiful song and it really puts me in the Christmas spirit. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, Angela, you haven't mentioned so many of the classic best Christmas songs. And I actually saved that for the second portion of this part of the episode where I want to talk about who reigns as the king and queen of Christmas music. In terms of the king of Christmas music, there's definitely a few contenders. We have Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Michael Bublé, and Nat King Cole as the four that I decided to play versions of their songs for you today and discuss who I think could possibly be the king of Christmas music. I'm going to play for you guys my all-time favorite Christmas song and the version of it, which also happens to be one of the runners and contenders for the king of Christmas music, and that is Frank Sinatra's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. A Merry Little Christmas Let your heart From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. 
the Yuletide gay. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. This song was originally written in 1944 for the Judy Garland movie, Meet Me in St. Louis, which is a famous Christmas movie, and a lot of people's favorite version of this song is sung by Judy Garland. And I do have both versions on my Christmas playlist, but for some reason, this Frank Sinatra version is my all-time favorite Christmas song. I think that I would have to say it's my favorite Christmas song purely on the basis of it just immediately transports me into my favorite memories of the holiday season from when I was a child to literally last season, last year. I just envision myself with the person I love in front of a fire, slow dancing to the song, surrounded by my loved ones. I just, it really transports me into a scene in my head that just makes me emotional every time. So yes, this is my favorite Christmas song. And I definitely think that Frank Sinatra is in the running to be the all-time king of Christmas music because he's one of the classic Christmas singers. I mean, granted, a lot of the songs he sings are not originals, they're covers, but maybe this is just me. I honestly thought that he was the original singer of most of these songs. And I think when we think classic Christmas music, our brains automatically go to a few people and he's definitely one of them. The second person in the running for the King of Christmas Music is, of course, Mr. Bing Crosby. And I think you all can assume the song I'm about to play for you, and that is White Christmas. Of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear in the snow This song was initially written in 1942 for the movie Holiday Inn, and it was written for Bing Crosby to sing it. So I think it's only fair that it's the version of the song that I use to represent how Bing Crosby is definitely in the running to be the king of Christmas music. So many of the quintessential Christmas songs that we listen to every year are sung by Bing Crosby. His voice is Christmas. And the song was originally written for the Holiday Inn, but I think I know it more from the movie White Christmas, which was written around the song. And, and it's so nostalgic. And it brings us all to the true meaning of Christmas in our heads. And I think it's an indisputed favorite of the season. Before everybody goes crazy, of course, I'm going to include Mr. Michael Buble into this list of those who are in the running for the true king of Christmas music. There was so many songs to choose from Mr. Buble. I had a hard time picking one, but this is the version that I chose to represent Mr. Michael Buble for the running of the king of Christmas music. Take a listen. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know. Michael Bublé's Christmas album, which is literally titled Michael Bublé Christmas, is one of the highest rated Christmas albums of all time. It is one of the most listened to and 
rightfully so. His voice perfectly depicts the classic guys, you know, Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby that we just covered. He just does such a great job. I also think it's really funny that every year there are the memes of Michael Buble melting out of a glacier starting in like October, November. And it's true. I mean, he really is most commonly known for his Christmas music. And I think almost all of the songs, if not all of them, are not originals. They're all covers, but he just does such a great job. He also has, if you haven't listened to or watched on YouTube, I recommend typing in Michael Bublé's Christmas specials. There's two or three on there. I'm not, I can't exactly remember, but I watch them every year and he has guest singers on. He has singers like Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, etc. And it's just him on stage singing Christmas songs and bringing on these guests that are huge stars. And it's a lot of fun. The last man I am adding to this list of those who are in the running for the king of Christmas music is, of course, Nat King Cole singing the Christmas song. Take a listen. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols. Being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to The song was not written by Nat King Cole but was originally performed by him in 1946 with his group the Nat King Cole Trio. This was actually written by Mel Thorne and Bob Wells and it was written as a joke on a hot July day where Bob Wells wrote it to try to metaphorically cool down by writing about the Christmas season and the two of them ended up writing this entire song in about 35 minutes. Nat King Cole recorded this for the first time in 1946 and this has since been known as one of the most popular Christmas songs and just like many of the other songs that I mentioned today, this I think more than any of them encapsulates the energy, atmosphere, vibe of the Christmas season. This song is such a romantic song without even having to be or trying to be. It really is so beautiful and just makes me feel all warm and cozy and it makes me want to put on fuzzy socks and lay in bed with hot chocolate and and listen to it on repeat. So I had to, I had to add him in here because it's one of the original well-known classic Christmas songs. It's been covered a million times, but Nat King Cole's version is the best hands down. Before I get into the Queen of Christmas, I just want to lay out for you guys some of my followers favorite and least favorite Christmas songs. These are not my opinions, these are the opinions of the people that follow me, and if you want to be included in a list that I read off on the show, follow me on social media. Go to my Instagram account 12 weeks of Christmas pod and then just participate in any other questions that I ask you guys on social media because I I ask a lot. I, I could use all the help I could get. So some of my followers' least favorite Christmas songs include Last Christmas, Alvin and the Chipmunks song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, and the Charlie Brown Christmas album. Clearly, I agree with the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas Don't Be Late. I talk about that before. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is my mom's least favorite Christmas song, which makes a lot of sense. I just can see her hating that. I disagree with the Charlie Brown Christmas album. I think it's really pretty and different. And Last Christmas by Wham! is such a good song. 
I disagree very much with this. This is my boyfriend's cousin, Chris, that says that this is his least favorite. And I want to know why. Chris, why don't you like the song? I also like the Ariana Grande cover version of this song. I think she does a really good job. And I didn't mention it, but I really do like Ariana Grande's Christmas music. I feel like I should have said that before. In terms of their favorite Christmas music, there's a lot. It includes... Do You Hear What I Hear, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Baby It's Cold Outside, specifically the Indina Menzel and Michael Bublé version, Little Drummer Boy, Donde Esta, Santa Claus, Please Come Home for Christmas, White Christmas, and my grandmother's contribution is any Elvis Christmas music. I could go into all of these songs into detail. Some of them I've mentioned already. Some of them I actually talk about coming up in the next segment where I interview Kai and Cheyenne. And... Yeah, like I said, I I can listen to all of these. You know, Do You Hear What I Hear is on here, which is also Chris, Sean's cousin. This is his favorite Christmas song, and I talk about being one of my least favorites. But other than that, pretty much everything on here is a favorite of mine, and I could talk about in detail. And I toyed with talking about a few of these in my part of the show where I discuss my favorite songs because I love every Christmas song. Now, of course, I have to talk about the queen of Christmas music. And honestly, there's no list here. There's no dispute here. There is one queen of Christmas music. I mentioned her a little bit before. We're going to talk about her now. That is, of course, the queen herself, Mariah Carey. Whether you like her music or not, Mariah Carey released an incredibly successful Christmas album, and it has gone on to be one of the most listened to and popular albums of all time. This album is, of course, titled Merry Christmas by Mariah Carey and was released on October 28th, 1994. This album that Mariah Carey released in 94 has broken an insane amount of records. This really put her on the map as one of pop's icons. I mean, you can't dispute that she is one of the most iconic singers of our time. And this album really has helped her get to that point. But it's not only this album that has got her to this point. It's one very specific song on the album. And that is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. This song has broken so many records. Forget Christmas records. This song has just dominated the Billboard charts, Mariah Carey's record. I mean, this song has just exploded. It's known worldwide. It's one of the most, if not the most famous Christmas song. And in December of 2018, it surpassed 10.8 million streams on Spotify, which broke Spotify's streaming record. Like, a Christmas song did that. Mariah Carey did that. That is an unbelievable record. I can go on and on about how this song has just made waves among Christmas music. It has really put her on the map. It's really put Christmas on the map. But I'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about it. I think it's just a great way to transition into the next part of the episode. The next part of the episode, I talk to Kai Piliucci and Cheyenne Ligon about Christmas music, their thoughts and opinions. So to help us get to that, instead of my normal music, my normal transition music, we're going to take a listen to All I Want for Christmas is You. I hope you all enjoyed my list. I know a lot of you are going to agree or disagree. Please let me know. Give me some comments on my Instagram account, 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod, and throw me some DMs. I will always answer you if you DM me. So uh, thank you all for listening and let's move on to the next segment with Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own 
Joining us today on this week's episode is Cheyenne Ligon and Kai Piliucci, who are two of my closest friends in my grad school program. Thank you both so much for coming on the show. So happy to be here. <laughs> so, yes. Cheyenne is a New York City correspondent for no... Can you help me pronounce this? Yeah, it's no proscenium. Okay, t- talk to us a little bit about that. What do you do there? I review immersive theater. Okay. And I heard you that you did that, and I thought that you'd be a perfect person to come on the show because you probably know something about music. I mean, I like music. I don't know if my theater experience has made me like musically educated, but there are a lot of Christmas immersive shows. So Right. I think you're beating yourself up. I think that <laughs> I think you're going to give us the, t- <laughs> the tea. Um, I have one tidbit I can't wait to share. Oh, I'm so excited. And Kai, you just, you love Christmas, I think, almost as much as me, and I respect it so much. I'm obsessed with this holiday, so um, anything Christmas, I was literally playing Christmas music this morning, um, and Diego was like, it's not time, my boyfriend, <laughs> um, but it totally is. But I mostly needed you guys on this episode to help me out, because I have such a hard time criticizing Christmas music, because I... I feel like I love it so much. So I did make a little bit of a list of Christmas songs that I I don't love. And I was hoping we could just kind of talk about what we don't love, what we do love, and just kind of go from there. Yeah. um, Me personally, like there's, I cannot handle those songs that are like Rudolph the Red, you know, like the classic (laughs) um, songs that are like sing along for like little kids. Whenever I hear them, it like makes me think of those weird clay movies um that i just can't i can't watch <laughs> so you don't like like the like the original like santa claus is coming in town kind of movies no oh. <laughs> see those songs are some of my favorites and those movies are some of my favorites but i want to hear the, some of your favorites how do you feel about that giant so my axe to grind with christmas music is rudolph the red-nosed reindeer okay but like you know how like kids scream it's like like a light bulb it's so annoying it's so so (laughs) annoying and that song has just like it fills me with rage like christmas music is supposed to make you happy and the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer song just really gets to me that's so funny that i actually purposefully put that on that on the list because it's one of my favorites and i love doing that but i like that corny stuff and i was wondering if you guys did that and like what interjections you put in because i feel like in different areas it's different but we don't have to (laughs) go into it if you guys (laughs) feel rage (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe it's because in my elementary school, it was always like George Washington, which like I yeah, never, same for it was, us. It's, it's too long. It doesn't fit. It's ridiculous. Like, no. A song on here that I don't like is Santa Baby. That song creeps me out. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, the Ariana wrong. Grande version that I, I played it over and over last time. Really? Oh, I'm an yeah. Eartha Kit version. Yeah, I mean, Eartha is the queen, but for or, some reason, like, the Ari version just, it got to me last year. She Marilyn's has- version, too, is, like, so delicious. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, that's a song that whenever it's on, me and my brother just, like, look at each other and we're like, we don't like this. This makes us uncomfy. Well, why? Because, like, she's flirting with Santa? I think it's just the way that it's sung. And, yeah, it's just, it. I don't know, it kind of gives me gross vibes. So there's, like, a lot of creepy Christmas songs, right? Yeah. Like, Baby It's Cold Outside. Well, that, I wanted to talk about That's a creepy Christmas song. I wanted to talk about that. Um, and I will say that the Santa Baby, again, like I said, there's no Christmas song I will change, really, except one that I have very strong feelings about, and we'll get there. But um, Baby It's Cold Outside, and I, I feel like I might get heat. It's top three favorites of mine. 
And I think when I hear it, my interpretation is that they're playing coy with each other. And that's just how I always thought of it. And I, everybody's opinions on it is completely valid. You hear it and you feel however you want towards it. But that's just my interpretation. And me and my sister sing it together. And it's just, I have so many great memories of that song that I For, for the listeners, um, both Cheyenne and Maya's mouth like dropped open when she said that's her top three. <laughs> uh, you disagree. You think that it's like an inappropriate no, I mean, I don't think – there's, like, a lot of rumors, right, about the history of the song. We don't really know what it was talking about. Um, and definitely the, the vocab can kind of seem a little a little creepy. When it comes on, I'm not, like, the first one to start singing, for sure. But I would say, like, the movie Elf definitely made me, like, re-fall in love with that song when they're, like, yeah. creepily in the shower <laughs> singing together. Um, I totally loved that. But, yeah. See, I don't know. I think my mouth dropped open because I also like it, but I feel guilty for liking it. So at the risk of being canceled, I will say that I agree with you. (laughs) I think (laughs) that it's from a different time, right? But I never interpreted it that way. I feel like for me, it was always that like she also wanted to stay, but she felt kind of like she had to be the one to be like, no, I should go home. And they both kind of agreed to use the weather as an excuse for her to stay. But That said, I mean, there are some creepy overtones that maybe I didn't realize as a kid, and maybe I just like it out of nostalgia, but it's in my top five. I don't know about my top three. So um, the, the last one that I, because I know we're short on time, and the last one I really want to talk about that I hate, because it's the only one I don't, like, I just, is, this, is the Alvin and the Chipmunk, Chipmunks. I absolutely hate that song. Yeah, no, it's such a, like, the high-pitched tones, it sounds like a dog whistling into my radio <laughs> And I just can't, like, I loved the chipmunks when I was a little kid, you know, like just yeah. walking around with like no pants or whatever they did and just like rocking it. Um, <laughs> but definitely that song is, is one of my nightmares. My mom has the whole album and an album? she plays it every Christmas. There's an album in the chipmunks Christmas album. <laughs> oh, and it is, gosh. let me tell you, not ideal. <laughs> my nightmare. I actually really like it. Um, no! Yeah, oh, it's, because, so it's because, it's <laughs> because... I think it's because it's overtly annoying. And the line where he sings, me, I want to hula hoop, but it just keeps getting like, higher and higher and higher. I love it. Just like, I love to sing it. Like when I, you know, when I lived in Texas and I had a car, I mean, I loved that song. Also in the same kind of category as I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. But it, it's so, it's so over the top annoying that you kind of have to like it. Unlike you like it for all the reasons we hate it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I like it ironically, but I also just genuinely like it. Okay. Is there any other ones that you want to kind of like quick fire that you don't like or did we cover them? Um, I just want to throw in one history tidbit. Okay. Uh, Jingle Bells, Everybody Loves It. Not a Christmas song. It's a Thanksgiving song. Really? Look into it, yep. Talk about that. It was written in like the 1850s, but it's it's just not a Christmas song. It was written for Thanksgiving. Unreal. Yep, there you go. (laughs) So the next, you can be like annoying. The next time somebody plays Jingle Bells on a Christmas playlist, you can be like, actually, that's a Thanksgiving song. Let's switch gears. Songs that we love so we don't necessarily have to talk about our favorite song ever yet but just give me some songs that you guys just they they're christmas to you you love them last christmas oh my god me, me too wham has my heart yeah <laughs> yeah one of my I favorites it's not my favorite but it's my second favorite christmas song just like whenever i hear it it kind of gives me that like sad <laughs> 
you know, romance, like long gone, but it's like also Christmassy and hopeful. I don't know. It's a very like rom-com song. And exactly. you know, we all know I love rom-com. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That you just summed it up. Like when I'm listening to Last Christmas, like walking down the street, like especially since moving to New York, oh, that song. You're doing like just, a music video in your head, spirit. right? Like- exactly. I'm like, yes, I am the female lead of an indie <laughs> romance novel right now. I feel that. I definitely... I love Frank Sinatra. Um, I love Dean Martin. I mean, I love watching like those old movies too, where all these songs came from, you know, um, like Irving Berlin's White Christmas. <laughs> um, and like those songs are so beautiful when Bing sings them. Um, but I definitely, my favorite of all time is Merry Christmas Darling by the Carpenters. Um, and it was actually my mom's favorite song too. Um, and her mom's favorite song. So it's kind of weird. I mean, I probably just heard it all the time growing up and like loved it, but it's such a beautiful, um, she has such a beautiful voice and the, like the way that it makes you feel kind of, you know, sad and, and yet like, it's, it's just so pretty. I love that song. Cheyenne, what's your favorite Christmas song? Kai's answer is so sweet. Mine is just the old standard Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Someone was going to say it. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's so good, you know, I mean, it's, so good there's no debating that that album is top five best christmas albums and i have she's no my queen she's my queen of christmas she, she is the queen, queen of christmas I, I don't know who the king of christmas would be but she's the queen alvin <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think she gets tired of like singing all i want you know what i mean you know do you think, think she's, like she, kind of like over it <laughs> i think she eats it up she, i think like, she she also knows, like, that's that's her bread and butter, you know? Yeah. Like, that song pays for Christmas, so she should be grateful because yeah. it, it might be the best song she ever she ever made. Yeah, I, I agree. I think – and then during, like, November 1st, she always posts something where it's, like, she's coming back, and, mm-hmm. and she always plays it. Like, I think she really – and maybe she does get sick of it. I'm sure, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't blame her, but I think she really eats it up and just – she knows. My favorite – christmas song is have yourself a merry little christmas and it's the frank sinatra version it makes me just want to light a camp not a campfire but the fireplace and just slow dance yeah it's a great song i also like the judy garland version yes really yeah good. that one's a beautiful. good one too. i have that i have both on my playlist i think they're so beautiful is there anything else you guys want to add about christmas music i don't think that um the christmas time is here song from charlie brown it's just like so out of place in Christmas music because it's like creepy and hauntingly beautiful. Um, but I like it. I like it. I feel like it should get more attention. I love the whole Vince Guaraldi album for Charlie Brown. Oh gosh. And I watch that movie like every year too. Um, such a beautiful, beautiful album. I also think Tchaikovsky's like Nutcracker is underrated for like, I mean, we it's everywhere, right? During Christmas, but like you don't really hear the music as much because um you don't we don't really listen to classical music as much but i definitely think that that album is great as well it reminds me of like trans-siberian orchestra i mm-hmm. didn't mention but that that's intense that's like dwight in the office when he's this is christmas yeah. <laughs> and really intense to it but it's true it gets you hype it gets you hype yeah <laughs> all right you guys thank you both so much for coming on the show today i really appreciate it and i learned a lot about your taste in christmas music which makes me feel like i learned a lot about both of you you guys are going to kick me out of the group chat for liking Alvin, but I do. Yeah, you're not welcome anymore. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. for having us.
I am very much aware that this episode has leaked over time and I am so appreciative of all of you for listening. This week, there was no way for me to make it a shorter episode or a normal length episode with all the incredible Christmas music that I wanted to play for you guys today. As always, I always ask you guys to send me your stories of Christmas hope through my Instagram DMs. And this week, I am so excited to read my first followers contribution to the story of Christmas hope. I want to give two shout outs on this week's episode while I'm talking about you guys following me on Instagram and those shout outs are to my followers Jen and Chelsea Gonzalez. Jen is a follower who messaged me how much she loved the show and comments on all the posts and your support means the absolute world Jen so thank you so much. She also says that her favorite Christmas song is It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas by Michael Buble so you have to respect that. That's a great song. The reason I'm shouting out Chelsea Gonzalez today is because she is the first listener of the show to send me her story of Christmas hope. This isn't your traditional story that I have been reading to you guys these last few weeks. This is a different version. This seems to be a creative nonfiction piece that she wrote describing the feeling of the holiday season and how she feels when she's surrounded by her loved ones. And it's very beautifully written. I am so happy to read this a lot on the show. So please enjoy Chelsea's story of Christmas hope. What I love about Christmas, the feeling. You know that feeling? Close your eyes and imagine you're in a kitchen stirring the batter of the happy birthday Jesus cake. And then you hear it, a laugh. You look up and you see it. Your siblings are sitting at the dining room table talking about who knows what and laughing, but not your normal everyday laugh. It's the gut-busting, can't-breathe, side-hurting laugh, and you laugh to yourself and shake your head. Then you scan over to the living room and you see your nieces and nephews sitting around watching a movie. Sitting is a strong word. It's like a dog pile of tiny bodies on the couches, and you catch a glimpse of what they are watching, the Polar Express. I love that movie, you think as you pour the batter into the cake pan. Once you put the pan in the oven and set the timer, you grab your glass and go look out the window. It's been snowing all day, at least six inches. Alright everybody, thank you so much for sticking with me on this episode that was a little bit longer than the others. I couldn't help myself. There was so much more that I actually wanted to share with you. I wish I could just blast out my entire Christmas playlist and meet with all of you in a big club and just fist pump to Christmas music. Unfortunately, that's not the case and I had to limit myself to a few songs, but if you are interested, I will be sharing my five and a half hour customized Christmas playlist that I have created on Spotify, so check that out. And I'm just so grateful that you all stuck out with me on this episode. It really means a lot. So thank you all so much for tuning in this week. And please don't forget to check out my Instagram, 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. That's the number 12 Weeks of Christmas Pod. Don't forget to answer the question on the Instagram post, the real tree or the fake tree. That episode is coming up super soon. And don't forget to follow me on whatever streaming service you're listening to this podcast right now. Please share it with your friends, your families, your loved ones, and let's keep counting down the 12 weeks of Christmas. Mm-hmm.